0: Don't you agree? So I'm normally on the other side of the mic on that side, so this is quite an interesting different view for me. So let me just start with praying. Yes, Father, I just ask right now that you will be the one speaking through your spirit. I ask that you will anoint my lips with the words that you want to say here this morning. Thank you, Father, for preparing the soil of our hearts already. I ask, Father, and I submit every word that I've prepared and submitted unto your Spirit. Let your will be done, not mine. Let your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so aware this morning just of, it's not, I shared it with someone this morning, it's not about the person standing in front. Like, yes, it's one person, but it's, I'm part of a team. So are all of us. There's a team of intercessors, there's the worship team, there's the welcoming team, and God forbid I leave out someone, but there's a team, and the team is is what represents, it's the body of Christ. We're all part of the body. There is no member that is bigger than or more important than another. Some get more spotlight shining on them, blinding them, but <laughs> this just this beautiful picture of intercession this morning, of how everyone brings a certain part of the word every part fits in it's the same picture but everyone has a different um, like a view of that picture and I just really wanted to share that this morning that every one of us has a part to play it's not just the people that are in the spotlight they get the most shine and they're blinded by that sometimes but yeah I really just wanted to 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 make everyone aware of that that everyone's part is, is, is vital. Those prayers that are prayed, that nobody hears but God. Those are the things that are so... I don't know why I'm sharing that. I'm just, I'm just going ahead. <laughs> um, this morning I'm, I'm going to be speaking about and just reiterating pretty much what has been spoken throughout this year in terms of mission. Um, now... I love going to the nations. I've prayed that prayer a long time ago of what Debbie was sharing this morning of the heart. Uh, ask, ask the Lord, for, and He will give you the nations as your inheritance. I prayed that prayer a very long time ago, and I've was, I was been fortunate to, to go on, on mission trips. But that's not really what I want to talk about this morning, even though that is part of our, our mission. I want to focus this morning on, on the parable of the sower. Um, so, if you have have an app, smartphone, you can turn to Matthew 13. But you can just follow on the screen. I think that is quicker. I'm going to read us quickly that piece of scripture. This is Jesus speaking. He's telling the the, he's preaching this. Um, this parable. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. I'll come back to that later. It's highlighted for a reason. And he sowed. Some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, this is so beautiful for me. I didn't understand what Jesus was saying when he, read, when he was saying this. I was like, okay, saying... It's not really my daily job. I don't work with seeds. I'm not a farmer. How do I connect this in my life? And then later on, I'm going to read the next part where Jesus gives the explanation because the disciples was in the same boat. They didn't understand what he was talking about. Um, And from verse 18, he says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, was sown among thorns this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful for as for what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it understands it that's interesting he indeed bears fruit and yields In one case, a hundredfold, in another, sixty, and another, thirty. So, Jesus explains this so beautifully. He says that, um, first, the sower had to go out. He couldn't stay in his house, under the roof. I know, I've been researching hydroponics and how that works. I've spoken to some of you about that. How to grow vegetables in your in your under your roof, which might be good, but that's not what he was talking about here. God is not into hydroponics in this case, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the sower basically took a bag of seed and they just like threw it out of, over the, the the soil. Some of the seeds falling into the path along the fields, and and so on. But he first he had to go out. He had to actually move from where he was under the under his house and and actually go out so for me that's like the first thing that that shines it says we have to go out and it doesn't mean necessarily only to go to another country to go and preach the gospel there it means when you leave your house when you leave your front door that's when we go out i mean lots of you i can see a lot of faces here that i know have many testimonies of this so i'm like preaching to the converted. Maybe it's good to be reminded of these things. So how can someone turn to the gospel if they haven't heard it? It doesn't make sense. You can't expect something to, like I can't expect a return on my investment if I hadn't made the investment yet. So I feel like that it's so important for us to open our mouths and actually speak. I have so many testimonies that I'm going to share later about this exact thing then I don't see any time thing, so I'm just going to go for it (laughs) Um, in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 69 Paul writes and he says I planted, Apollos watered and God gave the growth so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth he who plants and, and waters are one and that speaks to me of, of the body principle. Uh, this is slightly a different context. Please go and read the context. It's important. Go and listen to the sermon again in a week and just get the context of what Paul was writing. Um, but it's important to see that some people have certain roles. I, for one, have been told that I'm more evangelistical. <laughs> I don't think so, but... <laughs> Um, maybe it's true I'm growing still uh, and I would love to see people saved but sometimes and I find that I fulfill more a role of connecting people like between a certain stage um, and that's for me is my strength that I work at my place of work when I'm when I go to the shops for instance I would there's a moment where you can impart a seed. That's a place where you can sow a seed. When you put petrol in your car, you have about two minutes. What are you doing with that two minutes? Are you checking your status updates or are you actually focused on what God wants to do? That person, if they do not know Christ, will go to hell if they don't know Christ. If they die today, You don't know, I don't know, when we are going to die or when people around us are going to die. This is very close to my heart because in the last couple of months, I have known a couple of people that passed away. And yesterday, (laughs) while I was busy preparing, yes, I checked my Facebook the first time in like months. (laughs) And I saw a post from a friend of mine's wife that said he passed away two days ago and I didn't even know he was on fire for the Lord but he was only 33 so time on this earth is so limited we have only a limited amount of time and are we accomplishing what God wants us to do are we being open to hear what he wants to say to us are we being willing vessels for God where we are at yes we go on like long term missions missions but my mission our mission is first at home the great commission i'll get to that later um so how do we how do we sow because obviously we need to sow the gospel we need to sow seeds of the gospel two minutes maybe for some people that are very experienced in it have the ability to share the entire gospel in two minutes i don't know how you do that but (laughs) i'm still learning um so what do you do? Ask the Lord. What does he want to say to this person? I've so many times just smiling at someone already opens up a door to, to do that. So first of all, how do we sow? First, we need compassion for the lost. If we don't have compassion for the lost, how are we going to want to save them? If we don't realize how important it is for people to come to know Christ, how will we want to do that? I've been asking the Lord for for an increase in compassion for the lost because I realized, and the the Holy Spirit revealed to me, I don't really care. I don't really care if the guy working next to me goes to hell. Honesty, in all honesty. I don't know if you can relate. Maybe I'm the only only person that needs to, to ask the Lord for compassion. But how I know, but the fear of man ministers so much more to me than the compassion that I should be having on my neighbor. I don't know if this rings a bell with anyone. Is it only me? Yes? No? (laughs) And even that, when we have compassion, the compassion that Jesus had, if we walk with Jesus, then we will have the compassion that he had, and we will reach out. By default, it wouldn't be work, because it will just be a natural outflow from us to those people around us um i just really sense there's an urgency for us to to press into this do we and we can ask ourselves this question do we really want the harvest do we really want to see the lost saved do we really want people to come into the kingdom of god and maybe i'm just preaching to myself but I really feel this is something that we have to contend for in our inner room. This is something we have to go and sit with the Lord and say, Lord, what am I really believing about the gospel? Is it is it really something that I'm willing to lay down my life for? And that's something that we have to work out in our inner rooms with the Lord. Um, so the second thing is we need to actually go out. As I said before, to sow, we should be intentional because the harvest field is not necessarily in the church. It's not necessarily only in this building. It's out there where we work, where we go to the shops, when we go on holiday. It's everywhere where there are people that do not know Christ. That is where we have to go. Um, And I mean, I'm not saying that you should go out with that intention necessarily. We all have to go to work. We all have to go to buy food at the shops for us that don't use the checkers, the 60 60 Minutes thing, (laughs) or Uber Eats or whatever. Um, But I mean, we get into contact with people all the time. Are we being an influence to people? Are we influencing people? Are we sharing the good news? What is the good news? The good news is that... We have been set free from the bondage of sin. We can now choose. We can choose to follow Christ. We can choose to be reunited with God. It's, it's no longer only for the Jews. It's for everyone who believes. John 3.16 It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Let's not let it go to waste. Let's not forget about that. Let's take it up and actually run with it. And then the third Is people need to hear if we can't if we're not speaking if we're not sharing the gospel if we are not I mean want to get away with the Christianese if we are not telling our stories if we're not telling the story of of what Christ who Christ is and what he's doing in our lives and through us then people won't hear it I've been working at the same place for I think it's now this is the 10th year that I'm at the same company I have had lots of opportunities to share the gospel but it wasn't like necessarily intentional of I need to now get this person saved, I need to get this person saved, I need to get this person saved. It was building relationships with guys, sharing a meal together, actually paying for someone's lunch. Are we willing to do that, to build a relationship? Buying a coffee for someone. I don't know what your case is, but there's like uh, so many opportunities where we can actually just step in and say, I'm going to be, like David said, counter-cultural. I'm gonna not go into my bubble of I need in my lunch time doing this. I'm gonna actually build a relationship with people because um, what's his name Jeff uh, Jeff Shave. If you haven't been here, if you, if you weren't here, please do yourself a favor and listen to his session on how to be uh, how to um, reach out in the workplace. It's so powerful that, um, and I know from experience that what he sh- what he shared actually is it's the truth <laughs> it works because I'm, I've been doing that some of it um, and I just really want so sometimes we share nuggets I've had opportunities where I shared the four covenants that God made with man over the entire history of written history with one of my colleagues he still may be saved today not yet but we've had so many times and points of discussion where we could actually walk through things. So maybe he wasn't like a, was it the minus eight on the scale or a minus five? Maybe I got him to a minus four because of the conversations that we had, bringing him closer, pulling him closer. A lot of people, and I don't know if you can agree, are so despondent when it comes to when they hear you're a Christian. They're like, okay, I'm not talking to you we need to break down a lot of barriers and 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 walls that have been um, that have been put up through various things and by building relationship that opens the door for us to to speak into people's lives i have seen over time and time again how just um, finding actually fellow believers at my workplace and setting up a prayer group how that changed the environment at work I'm sharing a lot on work because that's where I spend most of my time anyway. (laughs) Um, And just how that... Oh, man. (laughs) I have so much to say. (laughs) Um, But just being intentional. Not Bible bashing, but intentional. Living the gospel, but also not being quiet about it. Because you can have a good moral life uh, stance and you can have like Excellent work ethic. But if you're not sharing the gospel, if you're not speaking about Jesus at some point, then you're only doing half of what you need to do. Building relationships is the, f- the first part. Then comes the actual sharing. And I'm preaching to myself here because it's not easy. Um, because working with people you know, they know you. You can't like lie to them or tell them something because they know you. So it's amazing how people expect us to be perfect. As when you say you're Christian, they expect you can't make any mistakes. I'm like, I'm only human. I am still making mistakes every day. So I have Jesus. And that's the only difference between you and me. Um, Yeah. So I want to encourage you to really step out and actually speak to people about Jesus. It's not really that hard. Yes, maybe we'll be embarrassed. Maybe we will be, I don't know, what can, what can the world do to us? When Jesus is for us, who can be against us? Um, there's a scripture um, that Jesus was saying, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. And he even promised that. So if the world hates us, then I think we're in a good space. Because then it means that we are sharing the gospel. Right? Because that's what Jesus said. The world will if the world hates you, don't worry. I know what that feels like, because they hated me first. So just to encourage you to not be afraid of what people say, what people are going to say, what people are going to do when you are open about it. We need to be more bold in that. And that boldness doesn't come from ourselves, it comes from Christ. It comes from Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers us to share. I, I really want to encourage you to trust the Holy Spirit for for specific words, for specific words of knowledge or or insights. Debbie shared it so amazingly the other day about preparing and having an, a list of things that the, the one lady at his previous workplace of how it was exactly on par and he already knew. God gives us nuggets of information or of things so that people will actually get to meet with god it's not about knowing things about people it's about establishing that place where we can build a relationship with them Um, becoming a bridge it's so funny i i was having a conversation with my wife yesterday and we're busy building uh toy train bridges (laughs) and i'm like yeah that's a cool idea (laughs) we become bridges we bridge the gap it's called intercession that prayers that you pray in the secret place that nobody knows about. But it builds a bridge between God and man. So that is so powerful. We are points of contact for people in the world that don't know Christ. We have that place where we can build the bridge. And building a bridge takes time. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's not. Matt will say, Matt will concur. Uh, is it in Ashton where they're building that bridge now is, is it done yet no it's not yet done it's huge and they're still building it so sometimes we're, we're so much into microwaving we want yeah I've now spoken the word to this guy he needs to get saved now sometimes it takes time have you ever planted a seed have you ever seen how long it takes to grow from a seed before the fruit comes out it takes time it takes constant watering, sunlight, shelter from the wind, nutrition for the, for the plant. I've ha- I have a tomato plant that I, <laughs> that I planted in soil. It was basically a seed from a, a rotten tomato that was I just put in the ground. And a couple of weeks later, a little plant formed. And it started growing, growing, growing eventually. After a couple of months, months it was some fruit, but it kept, we needed to, to water it almost daily, especially when the sun is so hot. We need to water it. I don't know why I'm sharing this, just <laughs> sharing it, because it's so powerful to know we don't need to just see people saved on the spot when we share the gospel for the first time. Yes, when that happens, that's amazing, and we, we give God the glory, but I want to encourage you to not be, grow faint in sharing the gospel when you don't see Um, the results and from that i actually want to um so the fifth commandment of the ten commandments is honor your father and your mother so that you may live um long in in the land that god gives you so i want to use this opportunity to honor my father and mother so some of you know most of you probably know but my parents um became full-time missionaries when i was 14 and i went with them with along with my brother and that was in 98 1998 a long time ago and ever since then my dad has been faithful in planting seeds in mozambique where they minister and for well it's been 21 years now and you would think that over 21 years, you should like, have a mega church of like, 100,000 people saved. There are two converts. Let that sink in for a bit. Do you have any idea how much effort and work went into sowing continuously without seeing any fruit? Laboring day in, day out, seeing fruit the amount for the increase that God brings Paul says and now I can't see because (laughs) because it's God who brings the increase I can't find it now it's God who brings the increase We are faithful in what we have in front of us. God will bring the increase when it's time. And since then, my mother has gone to be with the Lord. So my dad is still going on. Still going strong. Because he believes that he's not done yet. It's a lot harder than it feels. (laughs) Um... Galatians 6 verse 9 says let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone especially for those who are of the household of faith. For in due season we will reap. I want to encourage you do not give up. Really, don't give up. What do you, maybe tomorrow the person that you are praying for at work or the person that you meet on the street will give their heart to the Lord but if you give up now, you'll never see that just keep on going because we can't do this in our own strength, which means it's a lot easier, because it's not our strength it's God's strength, He empowers us to to keep on keeping on so hold that before you when you think about, oh man, again this person, oh As we have opportunity, let's continue to do good to everyone. Share the gospel. Share the good news. It doesn't take much. And you know what? If you're embarrassed, it's good. Because we need to die to ourselves to become more alive to Christ. It's the journey of the Christian walk. That's it. (laughs) Sometimes we need to die to ourselves a little bit more. I'm so excited for the people like that, that for you guys i'm so excited because it takes a lot but it's good it means we don't care what what people say anymore we don't think about that even we just care about what god says he is the one that establishes our identity so that we can go from that place and he gives us the strength he empowers us through his spirit Whew. so I would encourage you when you at, so testimonies goes. Co- it coincides with the, the Great Commission. You all know the Great Commission, right? Yes, Matthew twenty-eight. Jesus came up and said to them, "All authority and I'm using the Amplified version. Um, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. So it says that." All authority has been given to Jesus, meaning we have full authority in Jesus. Now because of that, we go. Not because we go, because of that, because of the fact that God has got all authority, Jesus has been given all authority again. From that place we go, and we make disciples of all nations. I like this description that the Amplified inserts here. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words that is so powerful so it's about helping people i want to say to understand who is christ we help people to understand in our limited understanding even if we've walked a road with the lord for many years i think we still have a very limited understanding of who christ is and what he done done on the cross every day now i'm like what who is this jesus that we serve this is incredible. I have never even thought of, of, of you like that when I, when I spend time in the Word. I'm like, my mind is blown. And I've read through the Bible many, many times. And every time I read it, it's like new revelation comes. And I'm like, but I never read that. Where does this come from? I must check this version. What is the source? Maybe someone changed it somewhere. But it's the same words, but it's alive. It's alive because it's, in, it's spoken by God. And then it continues. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, behold, I am with you always. Remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion. Isn't that amazing? When we hear Jesus' words, he said that he will be with us always. Meaning that when you are alone, you're not really alone. Jesus is right there with you when you're standing in front of a person that is a full-blown atheist, full self-professed atheist, and you're like, okay, where's my buddy that's going to help you now and give, give the teaching of the word? Jesus is right there with you. We don't need to be afraid because we're never alone. He's always with us. Isn't that amazing? Jesus is so cool. <laughs> so let me share some, some testimonies. Um, it's so funny. There are three separate areas of of our mission. First, we start at home. Then we go to the outside, and then we go to the the nations. So I've broken down testimonies just in terms of uh, these three things. So first, starting at home, I shared already about growing up on the mission field, um, and it's so funny that seeds that we sow it happens everywhere even with our neighbors the other day I came home like a 10 after small group and my neighbor was standing outside and it's funny in the in the suburbs we don't really see each other because we, we both have kids and when you get home it's like crazy hour <laughs> parents everywhere will understand <laughs> bear with me if you don't have kids yet so we don't really see each other except over weekends maybe so bumping into him at 10pm was quite interesting and they were stuck outside their, their, their gate they couldn't get into their house because the the, the motor was broken so he wanted to jump over the, the fence but he couldn't so he needed to get on my roof to get over the fence to open up his gate to get into his house and it was so cool because they're, they're Muslim in faith and in that moment, he was so apologetic about asking me for help. He didn't want me to even... He was so like, Oh, oh sorry, I don't need to bother you. I'm like, I'm here. I'm willing to build a relationship with you. This is like awesome. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> How can I help you? Can I jump over the wall for you? <laughs> Just show me what to do. I'll do it for you. And it's so cool because that like, sparked a, a relationship. Because of that one moment... We have built a bit more relationship with them. And it's taking time. It's not like they are saved yet, but we are building relationships. We have like almost a a connection with them. And I'm sure all of you have some sort of connection with your neighbors. Do you know your neighbor's name? It's quite scary if if you start asking these questions and we don't know the answers. But little things like that opens up doors for relationships. And the relationships form that pathway that we can actually start sharing the good news. So for me that meant that now I can actually pray for him on his name because I know what his name is. I can pray for their baby that screams for 45 minutes on end because I don't hear it but I hear that and my heart hurts for them. But it's because I have relationship with them because there was a moment that I was obedient to the spirit and that creates the space where we can get into, into the, into, and speak into people's lives. More on this later when I have more testimonies about that. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to work, like I said before, Je- Jeff, jo- Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, spells a G or a J, whichever one. Um, his session was so encouraging to me. Um, I shared about the prayer group that we started it was actually during that time when there was an economic recession in the world and we as a company was more productive in that year than we were in any other year it didn't make sense because but i mean that's the kingdom isn't it the kingdom doesn't make sense it it works the other way around god blessed us because we asked him to as a as fellow believers we connected god gave me a scripture there john 13 34 um I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. It's so interesting that um, back then, a couple of years ago, there was only one or two people that were saved. Now there's like six or seven people. The other day I was in a room and like, wow, all of you have a relationship with God. This is amazing. How being proactive about that, praying for the company, praying for the people in the company come to salvation, knowing that there are a couple of people now that actually have come to salvation. And it's so beautiful to see, um, yeah, at work. (laughs) So for me, I found being excellent at what you do, that scripture, um, uh, do everything you do as if you do it unto God, that has been my life motto in a sense from when I started doing work. And it has opened up so many doors, um, because people people are more likely to open up about where they are if you are open, and if especially if you are excellent at what you do. If you have good work ethic, people are more more keen to to actually speak to you about things. I've seen, um, yeah, I prayed for for one of my colleagues when he had a headache. He was a f- he was a, he was a fellow believer. And he had a headache, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not so sure about this healing thing, but okay, I'm just going to pray. It's like, I'm going to take a step. I prayed for him. A couple minutes later, he came to me. was like, hey, my headache's gone. I'm like, praise Jesus. Woo! I have no idea what I did. It wasn't me. And, And another colleague of mine who's not a believer, I prayed for his headache. And you know what's interesting is? He actually started telling everyone else that I'm like this... He's like this healer guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not the guy that healed you because I actually don't have the ability to heal you. It's Jesus. And it's amazing how the testimony just went forth. I didn't do anything. I just prayed for the guy. It's like, okay, Lord, Jesus, you'd the headache be healed. Amen. Okay, I don't know. Cool, man. Cheers. I gotta go. <laughs> and his headache got like taken away instantly. And it's amazing to see the fruit of that one moment many years down the line it's that same colleague that i was been able to um to share the 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 covenants of god and it's funny because he has some sort of a lot of people have a connection with some sort of religion somewhere they have they, they know the bible stories so you already have like you've got something to work on like that story yes you remember that one and use that to to sow more seeds. Maybe maybe you're adding a little bit of water on the seeds that's already there. Maybe you're giving it a bit more sun. I don't know. Ask the Lord. Um, a very interesting... One of the interesting things that happened to me was... There's, there's a lady at my work that came to me the one day... And she asked to speak to me about something. And I was a bit taken aback. And I'm like, okay what is it that you want to talk to and she said that um, long story short she basically wanted me to tell her that her uncle that molested her whether or not he can go to heaven or not so I'm like okay um, that's not for me to say but as long as you forgive him and it was a massive reconciliation thing that happened there And it was just because I didn't do anything specifically intentionally saying, okay, you need to repent of your sin or whatever. Well, that is important. The way that you do it is so critical. Because of the relationships that I've been building over the years, it created space. And I think it was just in last week, the same person came to me again and and shared that her mom just lost a job. And we could pray for that. And it's incredible because just being excellent at what I do, at work, as work, just being excellent at that, created an atmosphere, because I don't really want to trust someone whose work ethic isn't that good, I'd rather not, I'd rather not, so let us be submissive to the word, kids church is a good place to be so there's, there's this one guy that came to work at my company and he was in my office for a couple of, of weeks <laughs> and um, he had a lot of questions about the Holy Spirit baptism and it was incredible because I had the space to disciple him in what this being, being baptized in the Spirit means and I could sit with him not saying this is how it is this is what it is when that is important I took him to the scripture this is where you find your answers This is a fellow believer. Um, I find I I have that role a lot, building the bridges between. So it was so cool to see him afterwards, having been baptized in the Spirit. Not by my hands, but I was like, um, what's his name? Apollos. I just watered a seed that someone else sowed. And it's incredible that we can form part of the body. Not just in this congregation, but the entire body of Christ. A lot of there are a lot of Christians at my work that are not from the Shofar congregation, but we believe the same things. And it's incredible when, when all of us come together and we say things, it's incredible what that does. Um, and then recently, those of you that were at men's camp, sorry, ladies have heard this testimony of, um, taking a spiritual stand at a workplace. Um, so as the production department, there's generally like a production bonus that gets paid out. Um, every ever so often and i felt the lord say i must repent i'm like okay what have i done wrong and i repented of speaking negatively about things that are not happening the way that it was promised and i repented of that i'm almost done okay (laughs) um and took a spiritual stand said the lord says that we need to um let me not quote scripture now but i felt that i needed to take a stand and i and i just prayed and said lord i just release those funds now in jesus name the next day Well, everything in the natu- i was doing a lot of things in the natural, trying to get people to do what they said they were doing, and when they didn't do it, and following up and all that. But when I spoke those words, the very next day, in my email inbox, there's this email saying, "Your bonuses will be paid with your salary today." I'm like, "Why didn't I do this a long time ago?" <laughs> and it just awakened again my my understanding of uh, the authority that we have as believers in Christ Jesus. Um, we bind things and we lose things. We have that authority, not just for, for people to get saved, but also in our workplaces. We, we can actually do a lot of damage to the kingdom of the enemy and bring the kingdom of God um, to where we are um, if we are obedient to what Christ is showing to us. Okay. In closing, I'm getting reminders from behind. Um, If you can go to the last slide. How do we do it? How do we mission? We ask the Lord for compassion for the lost. And then we go out and we sow we can expect and we should expect just to receive we should respect, uh, 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 expect um, to reap but if we don't reap we just continue to sow because we might have to sow more we might be watering we might be um, we don't always harvest at that time yet harvesting is good um, and people need to hear people need to hear the gospel people need to hear about Jesus the real Jesus Not religion, but the real Jesus. So, if we can all just stand. I'm going to close off for us in prayer. If the band can come up. Yes, Father, we thank you, God, that you have given us your Spirit, that is our teacher, that you will lead and guide us in all truth. Thank you, Jesus, that... The seeds we sow are not our own. It's the seeds that you are giving to us. Lord, I pray for for every seed that we have received, that we will sow it. Um, yes, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Thank you, Jesus, that you are living in us. Lord, I pray for the boldness to not keep you in us, inside of us, but that we will that we will share, that we will share, we will sow, we will sow the good news of Jesus Christ, we will sow the gospel where we are, the good news that relationship with God is been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ.